Good Golly, I'm Polly M is a podcast intended for mature audiences. Each episode may contain strong language and slash or sexual references. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Good Golly, I'm Polly M. Inaugural? Inaugural. 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 <laughs> the inaugural <laughs> episode of Good Golly and Polly Am. I'm your host, my name's Trisha, and um, I will be guiding us through this podcast for however long it exists in the world. Um, and what it is basically is um, a sort of exploration into what I have discovered about polyamory since becoming polyamorous. Um, I'm going to be talking about polyamory terms, um, talking about partners, talking about dating while being polyamorous, uh, talking about uh, monogamy and polyamory and how they stack up against each other. Um, essentially, it's just going to be a podcast for all things polyamorous um, from my experience. <laughs> I'm not an expert. Um, I don't pretend that I know everything. I definitely don't. I'm still learning. Um, but I thought it might be helpful to put what I've learned out there for other people who might need it or want it or benefit from listening to it in any way shape or form um so i think what makes sense for the first episode is for you for me to tell you all a little bit about myself um and how i became polyamorous so like i said my name is trisha um i am 24 years old almost 25 i'm black i'm disabled i'm autistic i'm queer um lots of intersections (laughs) going on here and i only mention that because um all of those things sort of feed into my experience of being polyamorous um so i think it's important to mention um i've been actively polyamorous for about three years now um i have two partners uh one of whom i've been with for five years his name is matt we live together um and i have another partner called ben who lives down in brighton um and we've been (laughs) we've known each other for about almost two and a half years and have been like officially together um just coming up to a year now um so how i got into polyamory i suppose that's a good place to start uh i was with matt matt and i met uh when we were both working on the disney college program um in our the summer of our second year of uni um and we met uh through a friend a mutual friend um and it wasn't <laughs> it really sounds magical whenever we tell the story because we're like oh yeah we met at disney but it's not like it was um some sort of love at first sight thing um we just got on really well uh, we have very similar senses of humor so conversation was super easy um and it, we were just into each other and like like friends there wasn't anything romantic there 
initially. Um, I remember thinking he was cute, and when I went to Disney, I was not looking for a relationship at all. I had sort of given up on relationships as a whole sort of concept um, before I got out there. Um, at the time, I he was spending a lot of, like previously to that um i had been spending quite a lot of time on online apps mostly tinder because that was the one at the time i think this was before bumble <laughs> um and i think i was like lightly on okcupid but it was mostly tinder um and i was casually seeing people I wasn't even seeing that many people I was having quite a bit of casual sex um, talking to a couple of guys um, who were nowhere near me so there was never any never gonna be anything there um, and this was before I figured out that I was pan slash bisexual so it was all guys um, and I was still figuring out my sexuality without knowing that I was still figuring out my sexuality. Um, so yeah, when I got to Disney, I was not looking for a relationship. I didn't expect to find a relationship. You know, I was on the other side of the world, um, <laughs> meeting loads of people who were American and lived in America. And it just was the last thing on my mind. So when I met Matt, um, <laughs> sort of pursuing a relationship was not anything I was thinking about. Um, so, as I was saying, I remember thinking he was cute. Um, and there was one time in, this is all very long backstory, um, but because I became polyamorous while in a monogamous relationship with Matt, I think like the build up to that relationship is important. So just bear with me. I promise we will get to the polyamorous stuff in a bit. We just have to get through all of this first. Um, so I remember there was this one time we were at the mutual friend's house who introduced us. Um, and Matt and I were both on the same sofa, but on like different ends of the sofa. Um, and I was doing this thing with my foot where I was like, hey, like, sort of just touching, touching his crotch just a little bit. <laughs> um, and like trying to gauge the reaction. And he didn't say anything. Um, so I was like, okay positive I don't know so still just kind of like testing the water um, and after about maybe five minutes he announced in front of this whole room um, Trisha your foot's on my crotch could you stop please <laughs> and I was like mortified um, I was like oh gosh I'm so sorry I didn't know <laughs> um, and <laughs> from that point on, I was like, okay, so he's totally not interested and that's cool because, you know, as far as I was concerned, like I wasn't thinking about relationship stuff. I was just like, he might be cool to hook up with while we're here. He's like, we get on, um, it's nice. Um, so after that, I was like, all right, cool. He's totally not interested, fine. So we can just be friends, great. Um, because like I said, we got on super well. Um, and you know we made each other laugh we had great conversations so i think it was like yeah i'm super happy to just be friends um we never really spent any time alone so i was like i'm actually not sure um if i 
like if we're actually friends or like whether we just get on the most out of whoever we're hanging out with at the time. So um, I did send him a message and I was like, hey, do you want to hang out sometime? Like just us and like see how things are. Um, and for me, part of like one of my autistic traits is that I say exactly what I mean. So like there's no subtext. <laughs> so when I was like, do you want to hang out? Like just to get just us together. Um, I genuinely meant just hang out. But for the mirror typical and I, I I get it it sounds like a date so he thought I was asking him out on a date um, and he, he sent me this really long message like oh do you mean like a date I'm really sorry but I'm like I'm not in the mind space to be dating anyone and blah 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 blah, blah. and I was like I really just meant hanging out <laughs> I, I like it's not a date it's just hanging out it's really fine um, but <laughs> that's cool don't worry um, and then we didn't see each other or speak for a few weeks, not because of that, but just because our work schedules didn't meet up or anything. So the next time we saw each other was at this mutual friend's birthday celebration. And we were still at Disney, uh, so we did um, a day at Magic Kingdom. Um, and during the course of the day, while we were there, um, we discussed Fantasmic which is a fireworks show um, at Hollywood Studios. Uh, it's Matt's favorite show uh, at Disney and I hadn't seen it. Um, so he was like, oh, we should definitely go. Like, if you haven't seen it, we should go. And I was like, yeah, sure, that's fantastic. We'll do that sometime. Um, and the rest of the day went on. And then at the end of the day, everyone that we were hanging out with um, decided that they wanted to go character dining. And I was like, oh, that sounds really great, but I have no money, so I can't afford it. Um, I'm gonna go on Splash Mountain and then go home. Do you guys wanna come? And they were like, oh no, we, like we do, but we don't wanna be like wet for character dining. And I was like, that's very fair. Well, I'm just gonna go by myself um, and then I'll see you guys later, so have a great evening. And Matt was like, actually, I don't have any money either, so I'll come on Splash Mountain with you and then I'm just gonna head home as well. So we went on Splash Mountain um, and then we did the very long walk from the park to the cast member buses um, and then did the bus drive back to our uh, respective places of residence while we were there. So we were together, just us, for like an hour. Um, and nothing happened. I got back to my flat left my phone in my bedroom while I went to the bathroom and I came back to this really long message from Matt asking me on a date um, and I just kind of stared at my phone for a while like um what <laughs> um and I like I, I was befuddled I was like does one of his flatmates have his phone and this is a joke like what is this we've just spent the whole day in each other's company and the last hour like alone he didn't mention this I was just so confused so I like very very hesitantly uh, responded like uh, yeah sure we can do that um, so uh, the date was Fantasmic, uh, so we went to see Fantasmic for our first date. Um, and after our first date, we just kind of hung out a bit more for the last sort of three weeks that we were at Disney. Um, 
and I think the week before we were due to end our programs, um, his flatmate called me his girlfriend when I was making his breakfast one morning, and I was like, "Ha!" <laughs> so later on that day, Matt and I had a conversation, and I was like, "Um, so your flatmate called me your girlfriend this morning, and we should probably talk about that." So we had a conversation, um, during which he said I was apparently very difficult to read um, about whether we wanted to date. And honestly, I didn't know. Um, like I said, I was not going to Disney with any sort of feelings about having a relationship. Um, and I, I just, I didn't know if I wanted to get into one because when we came back to England, he was going to uni in Manchester. I was in London. I'd never had a relationship before. Um, so I was like, do I really want my first relationship to be a long, long-ish distance relationship? Um, I, I didn't really know, but I was like, cool, yeah, let's try it. We'll see what happens. You know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, so we started dating. Um, and then we were monogamous for about a year and a half-ish, like just solidly monogamous. Um, and I remember about a year into the relationship, um, I was at his house in Manchester. Um, and, oh, actually, even before this, um, I had no idea polyamory existed. I, I didn't know it was a thing. And I came across it um, because of the BuzzFeed video. Um, and I think it was, if, if anyone's familiar <laughs> with sort of 20, uh, 2015, 2016 BuzzFeed, it was when Gabby was still with BuzzFeed and Gabby was always very open about being non-monogamous. Um, so I saw one of Gabby's videos and she mentioned polyamory and I was like, what is this? It just kind of like piqued my interest as something that sounded interesting. Interest as something that sounded interesting. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> so I watched a couple more of her videos and I kind of looked up polyamory and I was like, a lot of this makes sense to me as a person, but I didn't think too much into it because at the time I was obviously in a monogamous relationship. Um, but it was kind of always there at the back of my mind. So we get to this point about a year into the relationship where I'm in Manchester and um, Matt and I had been drinking and I was a little bit tipsy and I had this little breakdown to him on his sofa where I was like, um, I'm starting to think that I'm not monogamous and I know you're monogamous and I am like so not normal and you're normal and I don't know what to do. And he was very, very kind about it. Um, he was like, don't worry about it. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Like, it's all fine. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and like, from then on, I did more active research into polyamory. So I was like, watching a load of uh, vlogs and reading blogs about people who are polyamorous and just kind of looking into it a bit more. Um, and at one point, it really clicked that I didn't believe that I was monogamous. I didn't think that monogamy was sort of my thing. Um, and I think personally for me, there's a lot of stuff that went into my, not distaste, but like 
my personal unsuitedness for monogamy. Um, during all of this sort of period, my parents separated. Um, and on top of everything that I mentioned about myself, um, I'm also of Nigerian heritage and I was raised Catholic. Um, I have a very, I'm not, I'm not actively Catholic anymore. Um, but I was raised Catholic, so I was raised with the whole teachings of, you know, it's one man and it's one woman and you get married and you stay together forever and you have kids and that's what happens. Um, and I remember as I was, as I was growing up, uh, my parents used to argue a lot um, and, you know, my younger sister and I would talk about when they were going to get a divorce. Um, and part of me always thought that they just stayed together out of the expectations that come from marriage that the expectations that come from being nigerian and being catholic of what happens when you get married um so that was an aspect of it um i also spent about two years while i was at uni working at a swingers club um, and I was a hostess, so I poured drinks and I showed people around the club and did introductions and all that kind of stuff. Um, and whenever we had, you know, these big parties, all these couples would come in. Um, they'd come in all loved up with each other. Um, they'd spend their evening doing what people do at swingers clubs um, and then come back to me at the end of the night to get their drinks and still look just as loved up with each other um, which I think is one of the main things that kind of like probably struck me emotionally about monogamy like closed monogamy not having to be the only option and like there's a very big difference between swinging and polyamory and I'll talk about that in our next episode um, which is basically just me talking about polyamory terms um, so I won't go too much into it now but it was one of the things that sort of illuminated my mind to the alternatives to closed monogamy um, so that was another thing um, part of me also thought that my parents would have been happier and potentially still together if they had had access to the freedoms of not being shackled to the same marriage um but who who knows but that was one of the feelings that i've kind of always had so there were all of these aspects that i personally thought played into my proclivity for well proclivity towards polyamory um and once I finally made this decision, uh, the first thing I thought was, well, I have to tell Matt. Um, at this time, we'd moved in together and we'd been living together for maybe about four months. Um, and I was terrified. <laughs> I was 80% uh, sure that when I told him that, you know, I didn't think I wanted to be monogamous, um, he was going to be like, well, I signed up for a monogamous relationship, so this is it. I'm out. And I loved him, and I still do love him. Um, so it was really difficult, but also it was something that I knew I had to do. Uh, so we had this conversation, um, 
And during the conversation, it was also really important to me that I communicated that me wanting to be non-monogamous had nothing to do with any failures on his part or anything that he wasn't given me. Um, so we had a we had a really long, really honest, really frank conversation about it. Um, and the outcome of the conversation was Matt being like, okay, well, let's try opening up the relationship. So we opened up the relationship. And again, an open relationship is very different to being actively polyamorous. And I'll talk about that next episode. Um, but we opened up the relationship. Well, skip the step. So we were swinging for a while. Um, then we opened up the relationship and then eventually we became polyamorous. Um, or actively polyamorous. I say that quite often because, you know, there's so much discussion over whether being polyamorous is like a choice or, a, or an orientation. And I don't think it's my place to make that decision. But I do think some people are more like naturally inclined towards polyamory, whereas for some people it is more of a choice. Like, I think I am more naturally inclined towards polyamory. And I think for Matt, uh, polyamory is more of a choice. So I think he'd be happy in a monogamous or polyamorous relationships, a monogamous relationship or polyamorous relationships. Um, but for me, I don't think I would ever be fully fulfilled in a monogamous relationship. Um, and again, I'll talk more about that in forthcoming episodes. But that is how I personally found polyamory and became actively polyamorous. And it has been a long, 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 long journey. <laughs> and it is full of self-learning and self-discovery and lots of talking and lots of thinking. Um, and I think a lot of people think polyamory is simple or like it's just like an easy solution to something that's wrong with the relationship or someone who's cheated and they're like, oh, well, why don't you just be polyamorous? Um, and I don't think, <laughs> I don't think polyamory is that simple as, well, I'm just going to decide to be polyamorous and it's fine. Um, there's a lot that goes into being polyamorous and a lot that goes into becoming actively polyamorous if you were previously monogamous um, there's a lot of stuff that you have to unlearn and then a lot of stuff that you have to learn for the first time um, and it can be really difficult but for me it is I feel the most natural version of myself um, I feel far more comfortable and far more secure in my relationships than I have when I was monogamous or when I was living through the principles of monogamy. Um, and again, I think it's very different for a lot of people. Some people, polyamory, I mean, eh, 
for some people, polyamory is definitely the right choice. And I think for some people, monogamy is definitely the right choice. Um, I know a lot of polyamorous people who are like, oh, well, monogamy is terrible and every, no one should be monogamous. Everyone should be polyamorous. And I don't think that's true. Um, I will say that from the off. I don't think everyone should be polyamorous. Um, I think being actively polyamorous is a choice that many people might decide to make. Um, and it's a choice that I think would make a lot of people happier than um, being actively monogamous. But I definitely don't think that it's um, an everyone or anyone can do it. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of nuance and a lot of difficulty and a lot of decisions and stuff that go into deciding to be actively polyamorous. Um, so yeah, not everyone should do it. And that is my official position. Um, obviously, uh, people are welcome to agree. Oh, bleh. People are welcome to disagree. Um, but personally, I don't think polyamory is for everyone. Um, and I'm sure I'll talk more about why I believe that over the next uh, however long this series lasts. Um, but the first official episode um, will be my next episode, which will be Polyamory for Dummies, <laughs> an introduction to polyamory. Um, and I'll be talking about uh, common polyamory terms. Um, I'll be taking a few questions that um, I've been asked sort of online that people either want to know about polyamory because they're not polyamorous themselves or things that people had wished they'd known about polyamory before they became actively polyamorous. Um, so that's what our next episode is going to be and technically the first episode, but I just wanted to have this initial episode for anyone who's listening to this to get to know me a bit um, and get to know how I came to be polyamorous. Um, and something else that I will say is that all my learning of polyamory has been free. Um, all Everything that I've done has been blogs and vlogs um, and online resources and talking to people who are already polyamorous. Um, I don't have lots of money, um, so I have never done the step of, you know, buying the polyamory books that people say that you should read. Um, so like I said, I'm definitely not an expert in polyamory, but considering I learned so much um, from other people's knowledge, I wanted to give a little bit of mine back to anyone else who might benefit from it. So that's the whole point of this podcast. Um, I want to thank you so much for listening, if you have been listening. Um, I don't know what the future of this podcast is going to be, but the fact that anyone is listening to it is really judging. Um, so that's me. I'm Trisha. I'll be the host of Good Golly, I'm Polyam. Um, and I hope you'll take this journey with me um, into the world of polyamory 
through my lens. Um, if you'd like to interact with me in any way, shape, or form, um, you can send me emails to goodgollypodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'll be reading all the emails, so feel free to ask any questions that you want to ask, um, start any conversations that you think I've missed out on, give any feedback, ask any anonymous questions, um, ask the listeners anonymous questions if you don't like my point of view. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to see how this grows and what it becomes. Um, so I hope you'll bear with me. I know this episode is a little bit all over the place, um, but I will learn structure um, and all the other episodes will be slightly more structured. Um, this is just me kind of waffling and giving you a taste of myself. Um, so that's, I think that's the end of this episode. I don't have anything else to say. Um, oh, something I should probably clear up, um, because if you haven't asked by now, I would be confused. Um, my accent, <laughs> I am English, but I spent seven years of my childhood in America. So my accent goes in and out of both accents. Uh, you've probably heard that and that's something that I should have cleared up at the beginning. But if you've been spending the last 29-ish minutes going like, where is she from? That's the answer. <laughs> so thank you for listening. And I hope you'll join me on the next episode of Good Golly, I'm Polly Am, which like I said, will be the official first episode. Um, thanks. And I'll speak to you later. Bye.